Boise State, um, what a great night tomorrow. Uh, we're anticipating with our, obviously, our alumni and honoring um, the teams and coaches and all that stuff. And it's going to be exciting to have all our former players, and it's a sellout crowd, and um, uh, should just be an exciting night. And, and certainly, uh, every time the Aggies and Boise State play in basketball, it seems like it comes down to the wire and there's a sense of dramatic, uh, in particular my two experiences, uh, both ways where probably the team deserving to win didn't win. And so, uh, but that's basketball, that's sports, and you've got to be able to finish the game. Boise State's playing really, really well. Five-game winning streak, start, that winning streak started against us, and they've co uh, uh, continued that mo positive momentum forward. They're really playing at a high level. Um, at, over the last five games, averaging 82 points a game, 11 made threes a game. And, um, and they have really good players. They have five seniors that play a lot of minutes. Jessup is a heck of a player and just broke the Mountain West Conference record for all-time made threes uh, in a career. He's just a fantastic player at 6'7", 202 pounds. Alston is a projected NBA um, draft pick this year, and he causes all kinds of problems at 6'9", with his versatility and playmaking ability. And, not only scoring, but his passing ability. And then they just got a lot of experience out there. So, um, you know, we'll have our hands full, but we're excited to, to get back on the floor. You kind of mentioned that this, this series has been, for, for ever since Mountain West, I think, it's just been a tight series, six or seven points or less. Last couple games gone to overtime. Um, is there just something about the matchups with this? I think they're, in a lot of ways, they're similar teams. Like, there's the way they play, the way we play, I think is very similar. Um, um, and then I, I think probably without having like a whole bunch of, uh, you know, I've been a part of two of these games, so it's not like my history has been real, real deep, but I think a lot of times when you get a, a game where it's kind of a quote-unquote rivalry game, I think those are the types of games you just kind of throw the records out the window, quite frankly. And, and in basketball, it seems like that happens a lot where, like, you just never know what's going to happen. And so I think there's a lot of familiarity I think a lot of their players know our players and vice versa. Um, you know, whether they play to AU together or from the same kind of region. So there's a lot of familiarity there. Coach, you've always been a fan of the history of basketball, especially Utah State. You do your research really well. What is it that you appreciate so much about Utah State's basketball history? Well, there's certainly a sense of family is what I've really felt here. And, and, and you know, Coach Morrill, and it, you look all the way back, the lineage of coaches has been tremendous. And, and, and with that, the lineage of just how well the teams have performed, whether they're in the WAC or the, you know, um, the, the Big West or the Mountain West Conference. Um, Utah State has stood the test of time, so to speak, regardless of the league that they've been in. And, and I think part of that, is, uh, well, obviously the huge part of that is having great players in your program. And not only having great players, but just so many, without knowing all the character of the people, you just hear the stories from the old guard, so to speak, about stories about, you know, different guys and what they were about and how they handled themselves. And that's exciting for me to hear. It's not just that they're great basketball players, but as uh, all in all, great character people. And our fans are, and I think a big part of it is the spectrum, quite frankly, is, is the spectrum and the fan base. And I think that goes hand in hand. Certainly the spectrum itself is an unbelievable facility and the, the acoustics and how it generates the noise in there, but then our knowledgeable fan base um, and how much 
they love basketball and good basketball at that. So I think it all kind of comes together. Um, and when you have a fan base like we have and you have an arena like we have, that tends to attract good players. So it's the old adage of, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? But I think it all comes together. Um, and there's a reason Utah State men's basketball has done so well for so long and has stood the test of time. And then what's really exciting as a coach, uh, and kind of the new one, you know, with Coach Morrill being here for as long as he was, and, and Coach Durier, you know, under his tree, uh, continuing that, and, and, and obviously our staff is a little bit of the outsider coming in, but at the same time, it's been so enjoyable to meet so many former players and former coaches that have opened their arms, and it's, but what's even more rewarding is to introduce them to our team, and connectivity is a huge thing in our program, and I want all the guys that used to play here and coach here to feel like they are a part of our program, and, and hopefully that'll continue moving forward when Sam Merrill 10 years from now, or Diogo Brito, you know, is back in the locker room meeting, you know, all the young guys at that point in time, so it should be an amazing night um, in honoring, obviously, the late, great Wayne Estes, uh, you know, and you hear all those stories. It's just, uh, it's pretty incredible. You uh, mentioned Sam Merrill. He's a, a guy that's had huge games against Boise. Talking to the beat writer up there, he's like, Sam Merrill's the Bronco Buster or the Bronco Killer. He's had some really big games against them. Is, it, is that part of the thing, just the rivalry part that pulls out good, good games from him against them? Yeah, I mean, Sam is just Sam, you know, and I'm not, he's a pretty motivated guy in general, but he's been able to to perform pretty well. I mean, I, I don't know again the past, right. but um, he had two, you know, our two games, he's had two big two big games, certainly, but he's just, you know, he's just, you can just see him. He's got that look right now. He's a senior, and, um, you know, and, and he's really healthy right now, so he's starting to play, you know, really good basketball. You, uh, I mean, there's so much going on. I shouldn't on say on starting that. to play good basketball, <laughs> but he's trending upward, certainly. There's so much going on tomorrow night with the alumni, and of course, as Sam takes care of business, he would surpass Wayne Estes and for the 2,000 point mark. How do you tell your guys, like, it's just another game in front of a big crowd and just, like, level the emotions? Yeah, I'm not sure we do that, to be quite frank. Okay. Uh, and it's a great question, and, and um, you know, the guys are excited. We love playing at home, no doubt. Um, it's just such an incredible spirit and atmosphere, but I think that. Um, they know, for the most part, our team understands the, the how to handle their emotions because we had to do all this last year and a lot of times for the first time. And it took, but you're right, it took some time to kind of figure that out. <laughs> you know, you could tell certain games like, oh my goodness, what is going on? You know, and, and just settle down and let's not be a gong show here. But, you know, it's what it, the college basketball is, is about the experiences that you gain and the relationships that you make that last a lifetime. And tomorrow night, you know, with a sellout crowd and honoring all these great teams, and we talk about the history of Utah State with our team quite regularly because that's an important facet of what we do. The sense of family is what Utah State's all about. And so we, we don't hide from that. And so um, there's going to be great emotion in the gym, no doubt. But I think that's the beauty of sports is learning who you are and being able to handle that and channel that all in the right direction. Can your younger guys handle that? Are you are you confident in your younger guys to be able to go out there and? Uh, time's going to tell. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is we've played in big time environments this year, and and so we've had 
one sellout at home, I think, and a couple that have been really close to sellouts. And of course, in the uh, the Utah Jazz Arena, <coughs> was <coughs> excuse me nuts in there. Our game in Florida was pretty um, um, crazy, quite frankly, in a big environment like that. And obviously, the San Diego State game when they're retiring Kawhi and you read uh, Kawhi Leonard's and you read in the article that. The place hasn't felt like this since Kawhi was playing and Jim and Fredette's teams were coming in there. And so we experienced that. So I think we have a relatively good feel of what we're going to see out of different guys. And, and now we've got to go out and perform. How much have you talked about or even mentioned in the last question the game up there a few weeks ago? Um, not much. Uh, obviously, we watched film. We watched a lot of film on that game. Um, um, uh, but you know what? It is what it is. You know, it's sometimes those things happen. We all have different regrets. Oh, I wish we'd have did this. We should have did this. What if they would have missed this shot? You know what? It's done and over with. You learn from it and you move on. Like you know, you can't sit and sulk and wonder and wish and hope and oh, what if? And if you're living life in the past, you haven't done much today. You know what? Abu Kikab. He didn't play in the last game. He has a um, hip pointer. So we don't we don't know. I mean, I just I don't. I know he didn't play against Wyoming, and I think he only played the first half against yeah, Nevada, maybe. Yeah. So obviously we expect him to play, um, but we have no idea.